and welcome to Please Tell Me Chatty AF, the anime feminist podcast. Today, we're talking about the short series, Please Tell Me Galco. My name is Caitlin, and I'm a writer and editor for Anime Feminist, as well as writing for The Daily Dot, and on my own blog, I Have a Heroin Problem. Today, I'm joined by Vry, and returning from our Oran High School Host Club watch-along, Alexis. Hey, uh, I'm Vry. I'm an editor and contributor for Anime Feminist. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at WriterVry, where uh, if you check my pinned tweet, it has all the nifty places I freelance around the internet. Or you can find the other podcast I co-host, at TrashPod. Hey, I'm Alexis. I'm an independent writer, and you can find me on Twitter, at AlexiLulu. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about Galco. Uh, it's a short series from 2016 about uh, a high school girl named Galco. And the conversations she has with her two friends, Otoko and Ojo, it is technically touches on a lot of bodily functions and discussions. Um, and it is based on a seinen web manga. When the new season was starting up in 2016, I don't know if anyone really expected uh, Galco to be what it was. I just sort of looked at the promotional art and I saw Galco and her boobs are just like vacuum packed into her sweater. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be another fan service series. I'm going to skip it. But then everyone was talking about it and like talking about how how fun it was. And so I decided to just check it out. And lo and behold, it was actually this very clever series talking about um bodies and bodily functions in a way that is not like it's gross but it's not gross out comedy um and the characters were super likable and i just fell in love in a way that i never would have expected for a series that was promoted like this yeah it's, it's always interesting to me when you get those those series that try to do the i i wouldn't even call it like mass market appeal like it's clearly a show aimed at women but they cram in some tits just just oh, kind yeah. of over top to to try and draw in a straight male audience this will do it the interesting thing is um this is later on but the artist who originally did the galco series on web manga and now just like does other stuff he really loves titties but also he's just having a good time with galco it seemed like so it's very interesting uh, I think his name is Kenya Suzuki. Yes, yeah. I yeah. couldn't think of his name, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks also from some of the... Co- I haven't read the manga myself, but definitely some of the covers are like, ah, there's Galco's foot right in my face. Yeah, so if you go on Twitter and search for Kenya Suzuki, you will find some of the most... So here's the thing. He draws breasts really well, including when they are unreasonably proportioned. Let's say. Let's go with that. So he draws them very large, but they're completely like, you would believably believe that they are being affected by gravity. So it's just like, it's not the same thing as a lot of other of the like horny Twitter artists necessarily. Right. It's not balloons on a tent pole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just water balloon physics jiggling. I, yeah. I will oh, say man. like, I think the, f- I didn't watch this. Sh- I-, I didn't start the show till, um, uh like early this year but i heard about it back in 2016 and the first because on tumblr there was a post going around that was just the uh the the still shot from the swimsuit uh changing room with, with all the oh. different body types in it 
Yeah, I think that was. I don't know if that I saw that right before uh, Caitlin came to me to show me this series or right after, but that made a huge difference in getting me to actually go for it. And honestly, it does really well with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. It is a nice series. I feel like putting together that the mangaka is a man explains uh, by one or two quibbles with the series, but for the most part, it's it's nice and pleasant. I like the characters. You know, it's it's broad, but not in a mean spirited way. Yeah, the the fact that there is a scene in the show where a girl comes over to so a um a lingerie store manager comes over to a girl and shows her her bra and it's not like ridiculously skeevy but it's just really sweet is like that says a whole lot about the intentions behind it i feel like Mm -hmm. it's so it's just so wholesome for a series that is ostensibly a fan service series ostensibly uh written for a male audience like um and I don't want to just, I don't want to say, oh, well, it's obviously I'm aimed at women because demogra- demographic targets can be strange, mysterious and strange, right? Right. Especially seinen, which is more and more becoming the catch-all. Yeah. Like, but the vast, vast majority of people I know who love Galco are women because so many felt like their personal experiences were uh, reflected in it and their own, like... You know, there are so many moments where it's like these teenage anxieties about their body or like experiences that they had dealing with uh, boys, dealing with their bodies. um, Even just dealing with each other. And dealing with each other were accurately reflected in this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that episode in the bra store, you know back when I wore bras, it was totally that thing of like, oh, you found a cute bra, I see. Uh, well, go and search for it in the drawer. The, the drawer. Uh, it, it's available in a B cup, a C cup, if you're lucky. Uh, I see that you're a D cup. Enjoy wearing beige. Yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that, them com- commiserating over that was like, oh, yes, good. This is a <laughs> universal feel. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and so I'm kind of figuring out in this episode exactly how concrete i want to get with talking about how i parts of it i related to parts of the show (laughs) because it's like man this is a very very personal subject but suffice it to say uh if you're uncomfortable talking about bodies listening to people talk about bodies this is probably an episode you want to skip um but if you're listening to this you're also probably you also probably have already seen galco so that's probably also not an issue so yeah uh listen at your own risk um so and we're kind of talking about like what you know what makes this is what makes galco so different from a series that we would consider to be similar like it's not about it's about boobs but it's not about looking at boobs Mm -hmm. it's It's about the reality of boobs yeah it's about the material reality of having boobs and like Mm -hmm. Gee, my nipples are very large, and I'm kind of sensitive about it. And then my friend's gonna drag me about it, and I'm gonna be mad, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I think the relationship between Galco and Otoko is kind of the the heart of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because um, they're such a like they're you know they're such an unlikely pair, um, and Otoko is very very curious about 
bodies in general, but also about Galka's body. Or she uh, uses like... Galka's body as a medium in which to try and talk about these things. So through Galco and uh, Otoko having these very frank conversations, uh, we you know we get to know the characters, um, and we also like learn learn some stuff about bodies, you know, <laughs> and just seeing like their relationship was really like it was just really fantastic. Like the sort of odd couple friendship is not always something that like. I care about, but they are sort of the odd couple in a not standard way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Definitely. Like, I think the strongest episode, or at least my favorite of the series episode, a uh, sketch um, of, of the series is the inverted nipple one, because so much of this series is is structured around rumors and urban legends, and that's one that A, is connected to the emotions of the characters, and B, takes time to go around, you know, these... This misinformation is dangerous, not in, not in like a, you will get chlamydia and die sort of way, but it, it, (laughs) (laughs) but like just, just in terms of interpersonal and like it can freak people out and, and cause them a lot of misery. So I, I I felt like that was the strongest episode with the set, like the, within the setup of the show. They're good kids. Right. I have a lot of feelings about Otoko and Galco, and we'll probably get into that later, but especially yeah. her realizing, oh god, I fucked up, mm-hmm. and then going and finding as much as she can to make this not a big deal, because she's terrified that she's just alienated her, like, mm-hmm. pretty much her only friend. Like, she's the only person in the class that she talks to regularly, besides Ojo, who's kind of, like, there, but not there, because she's kind of an airhead. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. J- just laughably rich. Yeah, just insanely rich. <laughs> what was I saying? And and it was in that whole part was interesting because like it starts off with Otoko coming to Galco with this one thing that she just learned about and like Galco's not giving her the response that she's looking for. Mm-hmm. And so Otoko just sort of starts pushing her buttons and like talking about shit she doesn't actually know when she's like you can't be a mother if you have inverted nipples. Like that's obviously incorrect for a variety of reasons but could have been Um, like the conclusion she drew from 10 seconds of hearing this thing so like and she said it like to like specifically to like try to get that reaction out of galco like she she pushed it she was getting frustrated and she pushed it too far yeah um because that's sort of been their dynamic is otoko says something embarrassing and then galco gets flustered um and you know, and like part of the scene that got me is that when, you know, Otoko, Otoko's not good at people. <laughs> no. Um, and when she's, when Galco is out, like, Otoko's like, oh, well, you know, she was probably out, like, fucking, out, fucking around with some guys and is too tired to come in. And because that's the assumptions people always make about Galco, um, because, because of her body. Um, and, Ojo just looks at her like it gets real close it's like we both know that that is not what is going on Hmm. um you know and Ojo for all that she is not you know she she is not as close as those two even though she wants to be like she fucking called Otoko out on her shit yeah absolutely um and I think that's something wonderful about this show is that it does 
it does call f- call people out on their shit. Usually Kinda. within the same scene. Well, often, mostly often. Like, usually, yeah. I I feel like as much as the show is refreshingly frank, it's not always interested in pushing too hard at stuff like like the fact that all of the the teenage boys in the show are garbage. They are garbage trash. Um, yeah. I would say that they do get a little bit into that because Galco does push back at anything they say to her that is ridiculous, like instantly. She's like, "Go die!" Get out yeah, of here. like the first the first episode where he, uh, Chato comes over. It's like, "Hey, is it true that boobs get bigger if you massage them?" And she's just like, "Fuck off!" You know. And it was really interesting because, like, the I feel like the way I felt about boys as a teenage girl where there are these like I was I didn't really have a boy crazy phase as a teenager like rather boys I had you know I had male friends but boys when they were among other boys were these bizarre creatures that I just did not understand like watching them play bloody knuckles like what are you doing (laughs) like what watching them like or like the sort of like shit like horseplay that they would do just like what yeah it's very mystifying are you humans (laughs) there's like what are you doing they actually Um, have a scene like that in there with the um they do a concho prank and it like turns into a thing about butts and whatever but it starts out (laughs) as them being like what the hell are you people doing up there you know so that sort of (laughs) mystified feeling um it's really amazing, like, and I had, I talked to someone who was working on translating the manga one time, um, cause, because I wrote a couple of articles, like, I had people, like, start, like, approaching me about Galco for a little while, um, because those Galco articles got, uh, were some of the best performers I ever had on Heroin Problem. Um, but those, but, like, you know, someone who worked on the localizing the manga was like i kind of almost wonder if kenya suzuki is actually a woman writing under a pen name that would be Um, interesting mm because that's the thing is like i've assuming that he's that it is a man who's doing it it seems very strange because there's the way that the women are written in galco even like i've read the manga a lot of the older uh, female relationships in there besides the main characters are shockingly well written for i'm not gonna be like like look there's a lot of essentialist bullshit about men can't write women but mm-hmm. but also men are really bad at writing women sometimes especially right and i mean there are reasons for that i don't think it's <laughs> yeah. essentialist so much as like you know like it's a fact that men are generally not taught to sympathize with women yeah, or to see women as fully human yeah, and I mean, like, there is this, like, sort of intimacy to it. Like, this this feeling of, like, these are relatable conversations and these are relatable, like, concerns that teenage girls have. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, in the manga, there's some older relationships and they still do a lot of the same things where they're, like, joking about sex rumors or whatever or old wives' tales, that kind of thing. So it seems like it's kind of a cross-generational whole thing, and I really appreciate it. There's a couple of phrases uh, that I have not heard outside of uh, anime feminist uh, that I like around surrounding Glauco. The one was like, and this came up when we were talking about Yamada's first time mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, was uh, 
the way Dee described it as body comedy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is the best way to describe Galco is like, I wouldn't call it gross, gross out comedy. Like they talk about gross subjects sometimes, like they talk about poop, but like it's not gross out comedy because it's there's nothing shown on screen, and I don't like gross out comedy, and I didn't feel grossed out by this. Um, you know, it's a comedy about bodies, and bodies can be gross sometimes, and bodies can do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one was actually, I think the origin of this phrase was talking about Galco as boob nonsense. There was always okay, boob that's nonsense. Good. <laughs> so, cause, um, it came up again. Cause I think it first came up. Um, and right. I don't remember if you were there, but it was like the night after Otakon. Um, some of us were hanging out at, uh, Lauren's house. Were you there for that for this no, fry? No, no, no. I'd already no. left. Cuz yeah, you, you left a little early. Um but we were hanging out at Lauren's house and we were trying to convince Amelia that Galco was good. Like trying to and we were drinking and we were watching Galco. And, and she did not care for it as I recall. She did no, she did not care for it because you know Amelia is very like everyone has their own things that they're like, you know, immediate turns off and Amelia's is like you know, not boobs, not really acting the way they're supposed to. Um, and <laughs> so I was talking to Amelia and I'm like, it's not fan service. Like, it's not focusing on her boobs. She's like, and Amelia's like, yeah, but what sweater fits that way? Like, that's not how sweaters work. And I'm just like, it's not fan service. It's just, it's just, you know, boob nonsense. <laughs> Um, and that sort of, like, became a, a common, I think, a common phrase used around anime feminist chats for a little while. Just that low-level background <laughs> stuff that mm-hmm. that is just a lot of times a, a, a barrier to entry on not even a conscious level. Just because, well, the industry does that and it's annoying, but it's also like, alright, how many things do I want to be able to watch that I otherwise like? Well, or it's like stuff that's like you don't even think about it uh, until you're trying to introduce something to a friend who doesn't normally watch anime. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, right. This is something that most people would find off-putting. But, like, it's like boob nonsense is, like, stuff that uh, I talked about it a lot in my Hanebato season premiere review. It's like, just boobs not acting like boobs. Boobs in Hanebato it was the boobs wildly flying around. Yeah. Or, or just sort of an unnecessary Be- boobage, but that doesn't quite come across, like, doesn't draw attention to itself as fan service. Just somebody um, decided to draw shirts that act like socks, as though there are boob socks in your shirt. hmm Yeah. Vacuums. Vacuum-sealed boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've added extra fabric just for the boobs, and they're actually custom-fitted, so... This is actually a detail of their universe, you know. <laughs> God, what was I watching? I was watching, like, Dragon Pilot or something, and they actually drew uh, a yeah. flight suit that had, like, the boob socks hanging down. I've seen that as a joke in a couple places. <laughs> I know I saw it from a screen cap of that, and I think just, like, a random artist on Twitter had drawn, like, a clothing background and just had, mm-hmm. like, stuff hanging there, and there was just boob sock shirt. I, I think the great, like... Galko-chan's greatest gift as a show is 
because I think it sometimes gets misattributed as like a sex ed show. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I didn't save mm-hmm. this specific example, but there were a couple moments in the early episodes where I was like, uh, that's that's just that's not correct. That is not correct advice they're giving each other. <laughs> like what was it? I I, like, uh, I didn't write specifics? it down. It was some like it was something to do um with uh with vaginal stuff. I think. Um, I would have to go back. I, I told myself I was going to go back and look for the podcast, and then I did not. Um, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, there was the the tampons versus pads chat. Yeah. No, it was in like um, it, talking about like how mucous membranes don't have pigment, so everyone has the same. Like everyone's vagina looks the same on the inside. No, that was later on. I do remember that one, but no, it was yeah. it was something early and With, small and just like like vaginal or hygiene related but in general like to me the show is is less like this is very effective sex ed that you should use because it's some of it is correct uh some of it is is not uh i think it sometimes has a hard time distinguishing between like the moments when it's all right kids now we're going to learn a thing because you didn't get very good sex ed in schools as I understand, Japanese sex ed is about as good as American sex ed, which is to say bad. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's any better talking about like like the health side of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're probably not good about talking about like doing the deed. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Is but, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think it is a replacement for for sex ed. I don't think that. I think, and I think my moments where I got a little bit frustrated with the show were where when it was not clear between here is a useful factoid and here is these characters comedically misunderstanding a point. And like, sometimes it nailed the difference between those. And sometimes it got a little bit murky. I feel like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we had that conversation with, um, Asobi Asobase where it was always really clear that these dumb idiots just didn't get a thing. Right. Yeah. And I think the couple of things that stood out for me is like, are tampons for virgins or not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that whole conversation I've, was like, uh, this is, this is all, look, you're trying, but this is all very dated. Please, no, stop, don't. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it is very good for the fact that it's, it's sort of demystifying talking about sex and, you know, bodily functions. And that's really good and helpful in its own mm-hmm. right. Like, look, Absolutely. we can talk about yeah. this. We, yeah, there's a lot to be said for repression on a lot of fronts like that. Right, and I think because I think a lot of people are reluctant to talk about their bodies, mm-hmm. understandably. But yeah. then, like, since they don't talk about their bodies, like, there's a lot of questions. Like, is this normal, or is my body doing something weird here that I should be concerned about? Like, mm-hmm. what is like, um, talk? You know, the conversation they were having about tampons is something that I think had like pluses and minuses because it's like. I definitely remember being very intimidated by tampons uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea of, of putting something in my vagina was, like, uh, kind of terrifying. Um, and so I stuck with pads for quite a while, even though pads are really uncomfortable. Oh, the chicken. Um, <laughs> um, so, like... But at the same time, like, when they see Ojo with a box of 
tampons they're like oh she's experienced instead of like you know and it never really clarifies like no like anyone can wear tampons um right. it doesn't like depend on your experience level it's just kind of just a little bit kind of scary like if you've never had something up there like it's a little bit it's kind of intimidating trying to do that for the first time right especially because diagrams are often so unhelpful if you're not sexually active and no one is around to help you because nobody talks about those things and etc mm -hmm. but yeah and i think it might also be like a, a factor of early episodes taking from early strips because it does feel like there's a point where the show hits its stride and gets a lot better at that balance too Mm -hmm. yeah based on um so from my reading of the manga they actually jump around quite a bit after the first couple strips um because some so in the first two volumes there's some stuff that didn't end up in the show at all mm -hmm. and then some stuff that was skipped probably assumingly for time but so they kind of just jumped around to like i think the greatest hits of what had been published gotcha. man this would be great for a second season huh so many shows oh, i'm like oh man <laughs> All right. So many shows I want to see get a second season. And what's getting second seasons? Forest of Piano. <laughs> Lost Lost Song is going to get another season. <laughs> Fuck Lost Song. Oh, no one no. watched Lost Song. Um, Except for but you. meanwhile, Galco, Yona, like, those are just fucking languishing. Where is yeah. Lustrous <laughs> Season 2? Where is it? Yeah. They're, they're planning one, though, aren't they? There's nothing confirmed. This is a total tangent Peter will probably cut, but no, nothing has been confirmed, and they cut out a major... The, the fact that they cut ghost courts makes me really jumpy about it. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. But, um... No, a second season of Galco would be great. Yeah, because it's... Um, like, this season wraps up nicely, but, but there's so much more unmined ground here. Like, it could be Definitely. Fun. The, the one thing I would worry about with a season two is, so, again, from having gone through at least what has been released in English of the manga, so three volumes, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the second and third volumes are focused on side characters. So, mm. like, Otoko's brother, who is uh, has a huge crush on Galco's brother, or Galco's sister, rather, who mm. is a gal model, and there's a, like... I would be super interested in it, but I worry that there might be a not enough content of, like, Galco, Ojo, and Otoko for them right. to justify doing it. So, and also, I talked about it earlier, but the manga is a lot hornier, and I'm, I'm curious, like, both if they would do it because of that, and also just because, yeah. It feels weird, like, I would worry that they wouldn't do it because... Just some of the conversations are very, not quite X-rated, but they are definitely a higher age rating than, say, Galco got. Right. Mm -hmm. Right, because um, ideally the, the target audience for this show is, is high school students. Yeah. And because some of the, like, one of the main other trios is Galco's sister, um, the bra lady from the lingerie store, and a third character I can't think of, and also a, a Japanese AV model who did a bunch of porn. Hmm. So Take my it's money. like, yeah, I, I don't know. It would be weird, I think. Yeah, it, I it would, would love to see it. It would definitely be very different, but also those sounds like conversations that I would listen to. I would love to see yeah. those characters hang out. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the thing is, like, I enjoyed it a lot, and they get very frank about sex things, both just, like, with their boyfriends and, like, positions and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very frank about it in a way that mm-hmm. I appreciate, but I don't think they would actually animate it. Right. Actually, that honestly makes me more interested to read it because I do think there's a lack of manga that sort of has a healthy attitude towards sex and relationships. Absolutely. Um, and I'll so, it to, like, you know, like <laughs> I have three volumes, so. But, um, and going back to sort of the idea that it's educational, is I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like we talked about, like, it's educational about the body, but also it's kind of not like educational, but it sort of works on like challenging assumptions about people Mm -hmm. um and like sort of like hey like you know people assume galco like because she like wears heavy makeup and uh has big boobs like they assume that she like you know goes out and parties with men all night um well yeah yeah like she's watching an entire season of anime yeah she stayed up watching the entire season of anime or like because she's so like friendly uh, and talkative, like all the guys assume that she is uh, in love with her, um, and it's just sort of like this this sort of feeling of like, you know, check yourself. Like, don't assume that you don't make assumptions about people based on, you know, what little you know about them. Because like the people are like all of the characters in it are very multifaceted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we don't we don't dig deep into them. We don't you know get a sense of all their hopes and dreams and childhood traumas or whatever but like you know they feel like you know more or less like real people like they have different interests they have uh different sides to their personality um you know ojo is an airhead but she also gets very good grades uh galco's just like galco is you know actually pretty intelligent uh, in some ways, although her grades are apparently pretty uneven. Yeah. It probably has something to do with the fact that she can't wake up in the morning. She's just uh, a late is, sleeper. Uh, extremely, extremely relatable. Well, oh, like, there's... <laughs> like, like the whole assumption of around, as I, um, as far as I understand it, around like the, the gal subculture is that the stereotype is that they're dumb and they're easy and they party a lot. And so it's, it's kind of nice to see this work around that in ways that it's like no no galco does like you know cute girly underwear and she likes she likes makeup um but also she's not but but also she stayed home and was up all night watching anime and she's not sleeping around as opposed to something like um like peach girl where the main character has gets mistaken for a gal but she's not like one of those girls she's just a good wholesome swimmer like okay right all Fine. right right it's like yeah she's a gal but like what's wrong with that mm-hmm. um yeah. i do wish this series had been a little bit more had a little bit more thrust on like you know even if she were interested in sex like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be because like she is obviously like very like kind of intimidated by sex um although i think one of the sweetest moments like there was a very sweet moment where she was like talking like they had watched like a movie with a sex scene and she's like you know someday we'll have you know and someday we'll have sex like that like with someone that we love and that we care about and like we'll be making each other feel good and i thought like 
that's a really sweet that's a really nice way to think of it mm-hmm. yeah um she has a lot still... of romantic sentiment and it's really sweet um like, it, it, but I, I do wish like it had leaned a little bit harder like even if she had been out having sex like there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah that would yeah that would have been nice I, I will say like in, in her favor I will say that I too would be intimidated by sex if I found out that my sister was stealing my uniform and using it for role play in the bedroom oh. yeah just for foreplay there's she a takes it off on your shoulder <laughs> um. Oh, God. Your sister's boyfriend's pubic hair on your shoulder. Oh, God. Oh. And also, like, uh, Otoko at the at the porny foreign movie was so me in high school. We're like, we're going to this serious artistic movie that we're definitely not watching because it has sex in it. <laughs> it's serious. That's, like, down the line, going in to see Handmaiden with multiple friends of mine, I definitely felt that feeling deeply because, yeah. man... <laughs> I was in that group. Oh, <laughs> yep. man. Yeah. Caitlin was there. We were all sitting next to each other. And <laughs> yeah. That was a mood. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was a good movie, though. It's a great movie. That was a very good very movie. Very explicit sex. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was just sort of coming out of it awkwardly, like, so. <laughs> well, there's a great segue here talking about how the. Uh, boys curiosity the boys own curiosity about sex yeah that was um and about girls god i i really like some like the the hair gel see, um sketch i thought was was nice but a lot of the earlier oh, ones i love the hair gel sketch that was that's one of the highlights of the series for like that's that's just nice and, and i do appreciate that galco had firm boundaries whenever they came up to her but also like the many many scenes of them just being creeps in the corner talking about girls boobs i'm like i know this is real but also like it's exhausting and it's just here in a rather uncritical way all right fine yeah yeah at the very least there are i know there's a couple different sequences of them looking over at them seeing them talking and being like what the hell are they doing they're being gross whatever (laughs) or they're like trying to like find each other's nipples yeah all right okay all right admit it if when they said that uh when they said find your earlobes and just go straight down did you test it no comment yeah (laughs) i plead the fifth actually thank you Well, you are both cowards. I will fully admit that I did it. You did it in the room with me when we rewatched this for this podcast. <laughs> yes, it's true. I did it just two days ago. <laughs> Sitting next to Alexis. Stuff like that is a dare. It's just a dare waiting to happen yeah. on the television. It's pretty much, yeah. I saw her doing it. I was like, well, now I can't because then we'll be copying each other. <laughs> If we both do it, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like, I think, like, I think the boys, it's a little bit of a boys will be boys attitude. I don't know. There were some that were sweet. Like, um, I thought the otaku boy wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. He um, had some like, very good scenes. Like when Gal, like the girls were talking about how their boobs are like, are about how like, bread dough is about the same softness as uh breasts like he goes out and he like gets the ingredients <laughs> and makes bread dough he's making bread dough and then the time when he goes and buys two 500 gram bottles of water so that he can feel what it's like to have galco's boobs 
yeah like to feel what it's like to have boobs himself is like <laughs> it's so purely sweet but also like mildly horny at the same time it it's so good like i, I mean he's enjoy just curious it. about he's you know he's curious about boobs which yeah. like, i remember they're mysterious you know, i i remember like girls asking guys about their dicks which was mortifying to me <laughs> uh oh yeah uh, which was like i do not want to be party to this conversation um you know but i think that sort of curiosity about um bodies that are not like your own is is normal and i you know i think that's a lot of what the show is you know the show is about normalizing stuff around that would be very helpful but also we have other things to fix before we get to that i think Mm. as a practical concern like it's still i think they did all right by it here but yeah one time I, I was doing something with at work and like playing a game with kids that involves me like lifting my arms a whole bunch and like you know I don't I don't shave my armpits and like this one kid was like can I see the hair under your arms like can you sh-? I'm just like what what you're three Caitlin. why are you asking me this <laughs> He's just curious. Hopefully I'm, you didn't just awaken well, something like, well, in this you'll, boy. You'll see it when I lift my arm. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> I did, that was strange. Like, it's it's one of those things that's maybe not fair to ask of the show, because it's better to not, to have it just, it's arguably better just to have it omitted than to have it done badly, but I sometimes I did think of my lesbian experience with loneliness and how straight all of the sex advice in this show is. Yeah, yeah, it is a very like hetero and cis normative sort of show. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. um, and like you feel like I at least felt that absence, but also like I tried to think about this show, which with its very straight lens, talking about queer sexuality. I'm like, mm, maybe it's better they uh, didn't. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> okay, so full disclosure, because we might as well get into this now. I have written fan fiction of this show in which Galco is a trans woman. Uh, Would read because. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure Caitlin can hook you up. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I I completely agree with Vry on that. Like, this show does not do well, and it doesn't try because you know, obviously. But because with, then it um, might per- be so so passe. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I appreciate that it didn't try because it clearly like maybe it doesn't clearly know, but it. I think it knows that it doesn't know nothing about that. So it's just like, okay, we're just not going to try. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting to explore that kind of thing because, you know, transformative work is fun. Mm-hmm. Fan so. fiction yeah, is good, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, yeah, like, I'm not going to say, oh, they should have tag- tackled it. Um, I would have been curious to see in a perfect world where we could trust a show like this to tag to handle it well mm-hmm. yeah. what how it would have how it would have worked in the context of this show it would have involved yeah. otako um, let me tell you that yes. right now yes so. because that's no. that that's such a different like side of the coin because it's like well you know we don't talk enough about like uh it's cis female bodies within our culture in a non-sexualized way and this show does it Whereas people are, cis people are obsessed with talking about trans people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it would be, like, such a different 
sort of a different side of the coin. Yeah, um, like like that. And let me let me know if I like say anything like weird or awkward because I you know I I try yeah. but some I'm still. You, you're you're fine. doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. understand your anxiety. You are completely fine. So, I feel I do feel like like now that you say that it's it would be almost impossible for the show as it is to just include that because it's such a paradigm shift that for it not to be a majority cis cast, you know, per like being invasive to a trans person, it would have to like basically a show about trans bodies has to be mostly about trans people. Yeah. Exactly. They right. can't just drop that in and then leave because that's a just, it's just, it's tokenism at best, I guess, is what <laughs> I would call it. But yeah, I I will say as an extremely fucking dumb gay shipper that Otoko's reactions to a lot of things regarding Gelko and talking to her and knowing her are extremely gay, but also oh, they're definitely so not. <laughs> yeah, like, it would be so interesting to see her, like, gay awakening, and I kind of, that's basically what I went with when I wrote that thing. Anyway, um, it would be super interesting, but I don't think this is the show for it. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. Which is, you know, because in terms of, like, cis body types, like, mm-hmm. it does get, it is way more diverse than, like, yeah, I think most things animated or live action. Yeah, this is yeah. probably the most positive portrayal of like a fat female body that I can think of in anime. Period. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right, like Nikako, like, like a the other characters don't find her disgusting for being fat. Mm-hmm. Um, like we talked about, the boys are kind of gross, mm-hmm. um, but and they even... also like. They're They're straight up impressed by her. Yeah, and she is she is athletic. Yeah. Like she is Mm -hmm. she she's a big girl, but she is strong. Right. And it's one of those things like I I kind of almost braced myself at first because there's, you know, that idea of like the acceptable fat where where it's it's okay if you're working out all of the time. That's the only way. But, like, at the same time, there's the other idea that, like, well, if you were working out, you wouldn't be fat anymore. And there are no fat athletes. And, like, she, she's a fat athlete and she's very yeah, strong. No. Like, seeing, like, so this goes back to the that screenshot on Tumblr of all the body types from the episode with the, it was the swim one, I think, where they were all dressed down together. That scene and seeing her just, like, out in the other episodes was deeply satisfying as someone with that same sort of large and fat body type like that was really really nice and they they never once level any insult at her like just straight up everyone is glowing about nikuko and it was unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah and and like i mean even just like outside of just nikuko like when the girls walk by um and it's like they're you see their lower torsos in their swimsuits like their lower lower torsos are all different shapes. Like their you know their bellies and their butts. Like it's a very matter of fact presentation. But like they all have like fat deposited in different spot, like different areas. Like it's not just like a fat versus skinny binary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like their bodies are shaped differently. Um, which 
yo is really nice because like a lot of times uh in in any media live action or uh animated or anime like unless the characters are like super like stylized Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. there are two body types there's skinny with small boobs and skinny with big boobs and then there's boy and then there's and and then there's boy so like not just seeing like the different like you know nikuko is fat they have different like heights and boob sizes but the fact that their bodies are fundamentally shaped so very differently like really jumped out at me absolutely and they make a big point of body size differences with even with galco because she has broad enough shoulders that women's shirts don't fit her along with her boobs and that feeling yeah same so (laughs) (laughs) yeah no listen alexis i will not pretend to be on a a, the same level like and i mean maybe it's it's it say it speaks says something that like even like i'm five foot four like i have slightly broader like well i have broader shoulders than average for a woman my height and like I have to, if I'm getting buttoned, like non-stretchy buttoned down shirts, I have to really, re- like, I have to really carefully try them on or else I'm not going to be able to move my arms forward. Yeah, definitely. And that's like, it's a very broadly relatable thing because, you know, that's, bodies are weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that the show does pay attention to the minutia of it, like the shoulder thing, the different body sizes on that episode where they show it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's even... Like, just in general in the show, it's visible. Like, I can't think of her name right now. The, like, gothy metal rocker who always bends down okay. has the biggest... Yes. She has the biggest boobs in the class, and Galco points it out because the boys don't notice. <laughs> She's just walking by. She's like, Okoko has big boobs, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's oh. just got. She's just doing the hunchback thing, so you don't notice because, like, that's a thing. It's very easy to do that. Oh, my ha- my, my amazing goth metal daughter. She was so good. <laughs> she is so good. Like, there's only a couple sketches with her in the show. There's some more in the manga that I really enjoyed. So I like you're really like selling me preppy, on the manga. Her preppy-looking <laughs> friend with the very neat bob, who like describes the difference between different yeah. kinds of metal to her. They're talking about like metalcore versus doom metal, and it's like there's a couple different scenes of them because they have a band. Um, in oh god, in the second volume, they do a culture festival, and it's like an extended bit for like the back half of the entire volume, and it's honestly a lot of fun because it goes into the other classrooms, and some of the other characters in their own class, and it's just really sweet. Like I did not expect. The show, like, the show as it is, was mostly disconnected from itself. Like, they're all just different sketches. But they had, like, a discrete arc that really actually hit me really hard. So if you enjoy the show, absolutely check out the manga. Like, I've talked about It's Horny. If you're okay with that, go for it. Who should? Who's putting it out? Do you know? Seven Uh, Seas. Yeah, Seven Seas. I don't have it in front of me, but... But but that does mean it's... It's in print and reliably uh, acquirable, yes. which yes. you never know with the manga industry. Yeah, yes. as far as I know, it is still available. Um, to my knowledge, I have three of the volumes. There might be a volume four. Let me. I think look it's into up that. to five in Japan. There is a volume four that is available on Amazon. So yes, the volume four is out. I need to get that actually. 
buy from not Amazon. Okay, I'll Amazon. go to what's the other one? What's this? Uh, well, we'll we'll save that for later. Well, we yeah, don't, we don't get paid. <laughs> we, don't we don't get, get paid ads. To do I'll ask you later. So right, give us <laughs> money and we'll definitely we we will definitely promote your service. Wait, no, we don't. <laughs> well, we don't no, do. We never won't. mind. We don't do sponsorships. We don't do sponsorships. Um, give me money and I'll promote your service. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, just slide it under the table, you know. Here. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a and it's a sweet series, and I thought it was a really interesting choice in the anime. Doing the finale was a flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like that setup where you know it's in media res for most of it, and then we we come back to an origin that's pretty you know run of the mill, but informed. By, by everything we've had up till then, and I, I thought it was nice. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, like, after everything before it, it really comes out and is like, hey, it doesn't matter if people are different from each other, because, like, these two are friends. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very much, like, differences between people don't matter nearly as much as you might think they do, and just be cool. Yeah, it's, it's a really sweet thesis statement to, to yeah. wrap up all of the the sex and, and body mm-hmm. talk up to then also extremely the cramps thing was extremely relatable mm. getting <laughs> getting knocked down by cramps in the middle of school oh no Oof. all of a sudden my uterus is trying to strangle me oh uh, no just power through it women's pain isn't serious mm-hmm. yeah uh. not wanting to tell your male teacher because awkward uh, not only awkward, oh. but, like, he would, like, the point was that he was going to be a huge pain, and I really appreciated that Galco could instantly, like, look at this girl and be like, you don't want to deal with this. Let's just go. Right. And there, there are definitely, like, moments in that I've had in real life, like, that's, like, camaraderie. Because mm-hmm. there's a sense that, like, we know, like, we know, like, people who have periods, like, we know what each other one is we're going through like we take care of each other we know that it sucks um so like if you spot someone who's having like and you can tell that that's what's going on in some way like you take care of each other yeah it's it's it's, it's nice it's just one of those little things like all those you know the, those nice posts you read about about women who who spot for each other one one a dude is being a creep Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just take care take care of each other, ladies. Do the thing, like like uh, like Caitlin said, this is maybe not a series for you if you're like uncom uh if you're uncomfortable with with very frank sex and uh sex and uh body humor. There's the the boob nonsense is pretty minimal, but it's much really con- it's really mostly Galco's sweater. Mm-hmm. That. You could make a case for her swimsuit being boob nonsense. Oh, true. That was a pretty boob nonsense swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm tr- so the episode where they go to the mall with everybody, mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if that outfit with the like crop top and booty shorts was actually boob nonsense or not. I mean, it was just a very gal sort of outfit yeah. to wear. It was precious. Those it were was good very look. good. Oh, yeah, no. And... <laughs> I, I'm just gonna keep advertising the manga. Mm-hmm. There are multiple times they go out there and just like hang out outside of school, and every outfit is fucking flawless. Oh, amazing. 
<laughs> Plus, it's each episode is usually seven to ten minutes long, so it's a really short watch. Yeah, like we did yeah. it in marathon in it in like maybe two hours. Yeah, I think like less literally. Than that. Alexis came over after school. After school. After school. <laughs> well, no, it is school for me. It's school for I, you. Alexis came over after work, and we just sat down and watched the whole thing together on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that is a a solid recommendation from us. Are we out of nice sex positive anime now? We've done Yamada and Galko Chan. God, is that it? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> That might not be quite it, it, but it's very, uh, I I feel safe in saying it's very nearly it. Hmm. I mean, we could talk about manga. Yeah. Manga gives us more, gives us a greater diversity of options. Let us know in the comments, listeners. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Alexis, is there like anything else about the manga that um, you think is really uh, noteworthy? Or important to talk about? I'm trying to think of anything. The 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 culture festival stands out as a like ongoing like plot thing that ended up being super sweet because it basically dealt with um, Galco and Otoko and Ojo feeling like they're not making time for each other during it because they're all doing different things to help get the school ready. Da 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 da. But then they finally get to come together and it's very like. It's legitimately, like, there's a little bit of grief in the middle there where they're, like, angry at each other, but they won't say anything, and they're, like, not seeing each other. But then they come together, and it's all very sweet. And it's it's also very funny, like, the whole way through, so. Uh. Do you want to talk any more about... I don't... So, I don't have any headcanons about the, sh- the show, but Alexis, I know that you have some very strong ones, including that Otoko is gay. Otoko She's is very gay. gay. co-signed. She's very gay. Um, I decided after the like fourth time I shouted "Oh my god!" at the screen the first time I watched it that um, I had to do something with Galco being trans, which the show doesn't support obviously because it has tampon stuff and et cetera, et cetera. No, but, but I support you. Thank you. This is a good <laughs> headcanon. Much I appreciated. It. I yeah. So I kind of ran with it. The shoulder thing. The Oh god, I can't even actually She's think of all hands. the other reasons. Big, big hands. hands, yes. She grabs the biggest guy in the room and holds her hands up to his like, "My hands aren't that big." See? I told you. And it's just <laughs> this very like a lot of very relatable feelings and then yeah. There's not a lot to go into there, just basically uh I'm trans and I want other characters to be trans because, you know, we don't get role models, so Mhm mood yeah we'll make our own god damn it <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right uh you have your fan fiction assignments listeners yeah get in there there's yeah. no joke there are let me double check galco is a very small transformative fandom well no that's not true because i think there's a lot of like porn straight male porn dojinshi of her that makes me sad yeah yeah I'm trying to double check uh, works. How many works there are? There are seven works for. Please tell me, Galco Chan. So, please, <laughs> my crops are dying, y'all. <laughs> uh, only one of them is smut. Everything else is teen or below. Hooray! 
So we're doing pretty this, good for what, ourselves. What is the smut one about? The now smut I'm one curious. is a collection of every of the one dude's like entire pile of smut for uh, October 2017. Oh, oh it's one so of those those it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's less interesting. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else to add, Bri? Do you have anything? No, it's it's nice, and I'm glad I watched it. Season two, please. Please. Uh, they're gay. Please help me. <laughs> all right. I don't. I think that's it for me too. Um, yeah. Okay. So thanks for listening, and for joining us talking about. Please tell me, Galka Chan. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, visit and donate to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash animefeminist. Uh, we're really starting to uh, look towards the future with uh, part developing parts of our sites. You know, we really want to add certain features like um, accessibility th- things like transcribing the podcasts um, and that sort of stuff. Um, and that is becomes possible through donations to our Patreon because that sort of stuff really uh, does add up fast. Transcription is not cheap. Um, and if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on our on Twitter uh, at Anime Feminist, uh, on Tumblr at Anime Feminist, and on Facebook at Anime Fem. Right. Yeah. All right. I got it. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great whatever. (laughs) Whenever you listen to this. Whenever you listen to this. And remember, please don't get your sex advice from internet message boards. Yes. Please. uh, uh, Next time on Anime Feminist, we will ask the question, can Caitlin ever do a wrap up without awkwardly stumbling over something? (laughs) Seems like no, so far.